Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 454. That was a big block Chevy engine. Ah, uh, yes, a 454. Anyhow, uh, came out in Corvettes and Chevelles and all sorts of other little things, but never mind. Ah, uh, that's not a point, and people don't remember that kind of garbage. I do. Big blocks, no money, lots of gas. Ah, uh, do, 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 do. We had a, an exciting week of football news. We didn't get an exciting week of football games because they were pretty boring. Uh, I really enjoyed the BC Lions game as uh, Charles and I were talking off the off air, but because it was a blowout in BC one. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about a whole pile of things, and uh, we're going to do. Uh, there's uh, Chris Jones is coming back to the CFL. Isn't that just fucking amazing? I think it's awesome. I, I really do. We're going to have. Fun. Um, talk about some stupidity with the the, the the CFL league, the league themselves, because we're going to find out what's going on. I, I, I haven't heard anything about fines or anything from last these last week's games. We're already Wednesday. We should usually get them before now. I I hope we did. We didn't last week. I don't know. I Kind of weird. Uh, maybe we should do that a week later. I, I don't know. Anyhow, um, yeah, it's it's just really cool. Uh, what's going to happen? We're going to have some football this weekend, and then uh, on Monday we're on the eve of uh, federal election. Uh, let's get political for a second here. Uh, we're not going to talk about the things that we were talking about off the air because let's just not talk about. Um, but by this time next week, we yeah, by this date next week, we might have a new government. We might have an old government. We might have a majority government. We might have a minority government. It is so close and too close to tell. Now, the only thing that I can say is that if you really don't like the government we currently have, okay, because this is important. I want you to listen to this. I honestly believe that the best political party that represents the people of the country is Max Bernier and the PPC. Now, here's the problem with that. They don't have a hope in hell of getting elected. They don't have – I don't even think they're going to get a seat, okay? They're not going to form a government, so don't be ridiculous. Don't waste your vote on that party. I like the party. I like what they stand for. But don't vote for them because all you're doing is taking a vote away from the conservative party. And we need all the votes for the conservative party that we can get so that we can get rid of the liberal party. And it's ridiculous that we have – in Canada, we don't have an election to elect the proper person to power. We have an election to get rid of the idiot – like and it's been like that for as long as i can remember i'm I'm 60 years old and it's been like since i was a kid we always try to get rid of somebody um so yeah be smart with your vote i'm not going to tell you who to vote for i think i just did but that's beside the point um do what you feel is right in your heart and your soul and vote that way but just remember what the consequences are of your vote and of what you're doing Right, because they're important, and we need to have strong government for this country. Personally, I think this country is too big to be one country and too small to be little countries. Uh, I have a real good philosophy, and I, I, one day I'll write a political manifesto on how I think Canada should change. But 
get out, do your civil duty, civic duty, and vote. And, and I'm being so hypocritical because I've never voted in an election in my life because I really don't think it matters because we're voting for two different parties that are indistinguishable. It, do, it really doesn't matter. So ah, I don't know. It, it, it's a sad state of affairs. So let's, uh, let's just ignore the, the political side of things. But uh, the election's coming up and do what you have to do. I live in a riding where it, the, the conservative party member is going to win by like 80% of the vote. So it doesn't matter if I voted 28 times uh, for anybody. It, it, and it wouldn't make a difference because this guy is – I'm such in a strong redneck rural community that we just know this conservative guy is going to get elected. So there's really no point in voting. And uh, for my life before that, I was down in the Bible Belt in Abbotsford, and the same story, right? It's just the conservative was going to win no matter what. So you really didn't have to vote. Uh, okay, so uh, enough election stuff. Let's talk about some football. Uh, Labor Day games, they're gone. We had the Labor Day rematch games, including the Banjo Bowl. Whoa, a little bit of a melee in that one. Uh, we'll get to talk about that one, too. So let's open up the mics, talk to the boys, and see where we're going to go from here. Uh, no XFL news, no NFL news, no real interesting news anywhere. Um, we're just going to talk CFL tonight and keep it as calm as possible. Your mics are open, guys. Uh, welcome to the show, Charles. Good evening. And we're here in the Bible Belt of Abbotsford, as you just said. I, you are, yeah. And, and who's going to win the election there in, in your riding? Here it's gonna, uh, almost certainly going to be the conservatives. They, they win here pretty commonly. I think they've won here for like three decades, something like that. Well, I think it's more like five. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just going to happen, so... Unless I think there's so annoyed. many people that just don't vote, but I just don't see that happening. I just think that there's yep. people out there who really believe they make a difference. Uh, honestly, if, if voting made a difference, they wouldn't let us do it. This is just a concept of that we actually feel like we, are, we have some form of control in this country. We have no control in this country, and if voting actually mattered, if it made a difference, then they wouldn't let us do it. That's my philosophy. Anyhow, uh, a big fan of Russell Brand. Anything interesting, Charles? I like, Anything you got? To- I like him too. Yeah. Um, no, nothing too interesting. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. Char- yep. Charles may have to leave the show short notice with for a brief work time. Business. Yeah, for a brief time. He'll come back. Or at least he says he will. And uh, and we'll see what happens, okay? Because everything's good. Everything's good. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Alberta's heading to the I, I, I was I was doing just fine until you started talking about politics, okay? Um, Who's talking about politics? And, and you mean I, before the show or after or during? No, d- during the show, just now on your little monologue. I'm going to say to everybody out there who's listening, and this may not be a popular opinion, but Pierre Jr., as I call him, I really think, I really think he is the Antichrist, okay? Well, we, and, nobody's and, arguing and, with you. And, 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 and if you vote for him or his party, 
you're fucking insane. Okay? <laughs> Let's, I, I'm not as nice as Christopher. I'm not as nice as Christopher. You're fucking insane. You're mentally retarded. Okay? Okay. Okay. Well, I don't argue with you. Okay? But if you vote for I don't the care if you don't argue Party with of Canada, me. you're splitting the right vote. And well, then Trudeau no, no, Jr. I agree is going to get what back you in. Said. No, no, I agree with what you said about that. Yes, you shouldn't vote for them either because it takes votes away from the conservatives. Okay? Yeah. But, like, God help us if this guy gets in. God help us even more if we get if he gets a majority government. Do you know what's going to happen? What I, I, don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to have 4 million <laughs> gun owners pissed off in this country. Well, okay. Let's I just guess. face facts. You're going to have four million pissed off gun owners in this country. So then, it's not going to be. It's not going to be give, pretty. We can't spend a lot of time on this. A, I was just give you the one. What's going to happen is we're going to get a bunch of pissed off people on both sides because we're going to, in my opinion, we're going to end up with another uh, minority government. And we're going to be in basically the exact same position that we were before the election was at, before the election started. That's my prediction. So do you think the liberals are going to form a government, or do you believe that the PC and the bloc are going to form the government? I'm not 100% sure one way or the other, but I just don't think we're going to get a uh, majority either way. This country has been the most prosperous under minority governments. And then what's going to happen is fucktard is going to call another election in 18 months, okay? That's only if so he can try and get him. So he can try and get another majority, or so he can try and get a majority government. It's well, just, then we it only have him for 18 months. Around. I think we could get him out next time. It goes around and around and around. It's amazing. Yeah. And now, as far as Calgary or Alberta being locked down. They kind of are, but they kind of aren't. I gotta, I gotta read the headlines in the morning because it didn't make any sense to me. Just saying. Well, it just, it just seems that Jason Kenney uh, has got no balls because he's doing everything that he said that he wouldn't do. Right, but, but, but this is not the first time he's done it. Okay. No. So he was pressured to shut everything down last last winter, which he did. Yeah. And then he was pressured to, and then he was pressured to open this summer because of the money Alberta was going to lose, which he did. And now he's getting pressured to close it down again because we have a whole whopping I don't know what it was, 500 people in the hospital across Alberta. Okay? I, I don't know what to say. I, I just don't know what to say anymore. I'm actually getting tired of talking about this. It's pathetic. Well, but we're having fun. So we could talk football. Well, yes. It does. Well, yeah. Like we should do that. I want to talk football. I want to talk football. So let's do that. Okay. So the South Pittsburgh uh, High School is looking for a new coach. If anybody's interested. Uh, Please submit your resume. Yeah. Kind of funny. 
I'm having fun in the world. Okay, so let's go to Sparky's uh, little chart here. And last week we had four games, which I said before was the Labor Day rematches. We had Hamilton into Toronto, Saskatchewan into Winnipeg, Calgary into Edmonton, and uh, the orphan game, Ottawa in BC. The only one that didn't play the week before. So the Hamilton game, Hamilton came up, uh, what is it, 401, and uh, into Toronto. And uh, this game was the Friday night game, and it was anything but exciting. Uh, Dane Evans gone for five to six weeks with a lower body injury. That's what I've heard. Uh, he went out midway through the game. Uh, Toronto rallied, if that's what you want to call it, and uh, scored 17 points in the entire game to win. Hamilton uh, lost with 16 points. And I think, didn't they just, like, miss a convert at the end or something like this, and, and that's why they didn't tie the game? I don't remember the ending of the game. I don't think I saw the end of the game. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, total score was 33 points. Uh, Charles, you tell us what happened at the end of this game. There was some controversy, wasn't there, with kickers? Isn't it? It's been a kicker thing. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't see the ending of this game either. I just heard about it. But I think they missed a convert or something like that. But the reason you didn't we uh, remember much about this game is because it wasn't really very memorable. It was a pretty dull game for the most part. Well, I thought um, Yeah, I mean, 17 to 16, that's a, that's a low-scoring and- CFL game. No, that's a low-scoring NFL game now, uh, to be honest. Um, yeah, they lost Dean Evans and... If they if he's gone four to six weeks, I think the Tiger Cats are in major major trouble because they tried to go with Jeremiah Mazzoli at the beginning of the year, who's also banged up, I might add, um, and that went nowhere. It wasn't until Dane Evans got the start that they started to play better, and now he's going to be gone four to six weeks again. Uh, again, so um, the rest of the yeah, season, this, almost. I mean, we're what this is week. Uh, this is like there's, five there's, games. If he's gone the full six weeks, that's 11. There's only three games left. So uh, there's nine they're going to have to sink or swim without him. Right. We got nine games left. Right. Yeah. There's a buy in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're going to have to, like I said, they're going to have to sink or swim without him because uh, uh, he ain't going to be around, it looks like, for the majority of this season. And if, if Mazzoli can't get it done, they're in some uh, big, uh, big problems right now. Yeah. Chief doo-doo. And, I mean, seriously, uh, the Argos, yeah, they won the game, but I don't think they can be super excited. They beat uh, uh, a Hamilton team without Mazzoli, and they only beat them by a point. So that's not exactly something to jump up and down over. Good they got the win, but it's not exactly awe-inspiring. Yeah. William, did you get to watch this game? Do you know what the game was? I watched little bits and pieces. Uh, end of the game. Um, ah, come on. What was, the, what was the final score of the game? 17-16. Yeah. Um, I do believe Hamilton was kicking a field goal. 
and uh, <clears throat> it bounced it bounced off the uprights. Last play of the game. It was solid. Oh, like so they were kicking a field goal to win. Yes. They missed the field goal, hit the upright, and instead of it going yeah. through for a single point to tie the game, they got zero because yeah. it hit the upright and stayed out. That's correct, sir. Okay. I, I knew it was sir. something like that. Yeah, it was. That's what it was. I, I wish I could have said I watched the game, but I, you know what? I thought that game was on Sunday. <laughs> so, sorry. But I heard about it, of course, just like Charles heard about it. Right? Apparently you didn't miss much because it wasn't a great game. Uh, well, but that's going to yeah, be a trend uh, for this weekend. No, okay. Sorry, I was wrong. Hamilton scored a touchdown to make it 16-17. to 17. <laughs> And they missed, and they missed the, convert. the convert. They missed the convert. The convert. Yeah. The convert okay. hit the upright. The convert hit the upright. Okay? Right. And came that, that, landed that's on the field. That's what I thought it was. So, that's what I thought happened. Now, do I have to have any more – do I have to have any more – um, ammunition to get kickers banned from the CFL. <laughs> Come on. Come so on. You, you seriously want me to write that my essay about how to play the game without a kicker? Yes. Y- you want me to, don't you? Yes. I I, mean, I would change the you, game from three downs to four down football. We'll, we'll keep on going. No, it'll be more exciting at three downs. If we keep on going... Is it? Am I not correct about this? I think, I think Winnipeg's kicker missed every kick on uh, Saturday. I think he missed every single kick. So, why does that guy still have a job? I don't know. I can't answer that. I think that. they brought Only... somebody in. I think they brought a, a guy in this week. They did. Yeah. You... Oh, did they? Your only job is yeah. to kick the ball through the uprights, and you can't do that. You should not have a job. I, I, I can't argue with you. I mean, let's face facts, right? Um, BC, if BC had a kicker from day one in this league, we would have beat the Rockers. Hands down, we would have beat the Rockers. Okay. okay. We'd be in first yeah, place. Quite likely. I mean, he missed three field goals. We lost by two points. Do some math. <laughs> Much to know that we would have whooped their ass. So, you know, I'm really kind of upset with this. And, you know, kickers kickers suck. I, I, I'm starting yep. to join the, the, the wheel parade here. I, it, it's unfortunate because we really should rename the game because it's not football. The only time we kick the ball is when we're in trouble. I mean, seriously. Or okay, we, we didn't get a touchdown. Or when we don't score a touchdown. Yeah. 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 What I mean, we're in trouble. We didn't score a touchdown, so let's kick the ball. Did score a touchdown, let's kick the ball. Uh, it doesn't make sense. 
I, yeah, I'm, I'm just not with the game. I'm not. I'm not happy with that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's go back to the standings here. Go back to Sparky's list. So this was a, a 17-16 game. It was really low scoring, 33 points. Uh, Charles, you picked Hamilton at 14, 44 points. Uh, you got zero points there. Oh, you got 20 yeah, was... score because you were off by 11. Okay. Yeah. Well, you went a little high on the Toronto win here with 63 points. You're off by 30. But you got the 100 points for the win, but no points for the score. CJ picked Hamilton. I got zero points there. And I went higher than Will, so I got zero points. This is a zero-zero game for me. choppy just like that out of the blue. Here. And here we go. Um, 
Okay, so week 13. So, um, yeah, so I picked um, Hamilton 44. Uh, I got 20 points just to this, this score. Well, you picked Toronto and 63. Yep. You got 100 points for picking the right team and nothing for the score because the score. combined to 60. Yeah, that wasn't quite uh, too close. Uh, CJ took Hamilton in 65. Zero and zero. He got, he's the only one that got nothing in that game. So, uh, so he's up there. So moving on, I don't even know if CJ's still there. Are you still there? Yes. Okay, so, okay, I heard you say that, so. All right, so moving on, let's go to the uh, second game uh, of the week, which was the Banjo Bowl, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And it was a blowout, and for the second straight week, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers win this one. Will, did you watch this one? I watched the whole thing. Fun to watch see the Riders lose again. Yes, it's always fun to see the Riders lose. It's uh, and uh, on top of that, uh, uh, Fabio got a concussion, I do believe. Okay, when I mm-hmm. say Fabio, I mean I'm referring to Cody Fajardo. He got a yep. concussion. He whacked he whacked his beanie on the field, and then they had to replace him with their backup. So. And he was not very effective, but the Bombers were effective. Um, are we gonna? Are we talking about the brawl now, or is that a separate subject? Subject down the road. Uh, that's coming up later, so we can talk about that okay. later. Okay. 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 Yeah, it was. Uh, Winnipeg dominated that entire game, and they actually looked like they had really good receivers and. Because they uh, pretty much kicked ass. It really wasn't even close. So it was not. Um, and it's not very common for back-to-back uh, games between Winnipeg and Saskatchewan for them not to split. Okay, but Winnipeg, you know, they looked pretty good. But of course, my question is: Are they peaking too soon? That is my question. That's a concern. And and I'm still I still cringe every time Zach Calaris runs down the field. Okay? Cuz yep. I, I I I he is playing great football. I'm going to say I'm going to say he's right up there with the top quarterbacks in the CFL right now, but I would hate for him to get smacked and be out for the rest of his life. So <clears throat> but I, I guess you can't stop him from doing that, even if you tried. No, it's his choice. So, yeah. What do you want yeah, to do? It but... is his choice. Yeah. It was a competitive, right now he's it was doing... a competitive game. Yeah. Yep. And right now so, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I would say I would say him and Mike Riley are the best two quarter or the one two in the CFL right now. I would agree with so, that. I think most people would. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, CJ, can you comment on this? We'll let you see if uh, your mic's uh, cooperating or not on this. I'm not not sure if he's here. (laughs) He might be gone. I don't know. 
What was that? Gone? He might be gone. We'll see. I don't know. I know for a fact that that CJ did watch that whole game because we had a nonstop dialogue during that game on on Messenger. So, um, Hmm. but yeah, it was it was a it was a good game. Yep, no doubt about it. Especially Uh, apparently he said he's talking, but I don't hear him. Obviously, neither of us do. He's not talking, obviously. Yep. So well, he says he was, but uh, we can't hear it. That's the Calgary game. What's the Calgary game? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So uh, Winnipeg, um, they kind of dominated this one again. I I honestly thought we were going to see more fight out of Saskatchewan when um, after losing at home on the Labor Day weekend. But to be perfectly honest, uh, they didn't have that once Zach Caleros or excuse me, not Zach Caleros, but uh, Cody Fajardo went down with an injury. That kind of took the complete wind out of the sails of the um, of the of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They just were not competitive after that point, and Winnipeg just kind of run a rough shot right over them. And uh, uh, Andrew Harris had a big game. Uh, kind of had a sort uh, of of an incident. We're going to discuss that a little bit later. But yeah, with a big win for the uh, the Bombers, um, again they're now all alone in first place. Now they're they're, I think now four points clear of the Riders. Riders are tied with the Lions now, so second place is certainly up for grabs right now in the in the um, in the West, uh, with Edmonton a couple points behind, and then well Calgary kind of sitting in the cellar right now. But uh, yeah, interesting. So. Um, yeah, I think uh, I see CJ still not here. I don't think so, or he might be here, but we can't hear him. So maybe, hopefully, he's able to get his uh, his um, microphone um, worked out. So we'll just go through the pick. So the final score was Winnipeg thirty-three and Saskatchewan nine for a total of forty-two points. I picked the Bombers and forty-one points. I was off by one point. And I ended up getting 40 points for that. Well, you were also very close because you picked Winnipeg in 47. So you were only five off. So you got 30 points for that. CJ also picked Winnipeg, so he gets 100 points for that. But he was 32 points off the total score. So he gets a zero there. Yep, so... Yeah, so the final score, Winnipeg uh, 33 and Calgary 19. So a big win for the Bombers. Uh, and they're now in, all alone in first place. All right, uh, CJ not back yet, I don't think. So we'll move on to the third game, which was another Labor Day rematch. The This one going the exact opposite way as it did in Labor Day, on Labor Day, with the Calgary Stampeders going into Edmonton to Commonwealth Stadium. Bo Levi Mitchell returns. And the uh, Stampeders double up on the Eskimo, 32 to 16. Well, what did you think of this one? Um, you know what? Bo Levi came back. Um, this year, their their problem has not been their quarterback, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, because the guy who replaced Bo Levi did quite well for three games. He didn't win. 
He won one game out of three, but he did quite well yardage-wise. Um, Bo Levi definitely looked definitely looked very rusty in the beginning of the game. Uh, he threw a pick six, but apparently, according to according to everybody that I've talked to this week, the pick six was not his fault. It was the receiver's mm-hmm. fault. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna live with that. And by the end of the game, he was starting to look pretty good. So, um, and the most important thing is the Calgary Stampeders had six, seven. They had seven quarterback sacks. So their their defense obviously came came to play, and because I think they got embarrassed uh, on Labor Day because uh, Edmonton's uh, offense just ran over them. But as par usual. Travis, Trevor Harris, good game, bad game. Um, he had a bad game, and he did not play well. Their offense didn't play well, and the Stampeders won, which was nice. Only for the second win of the season. So, you know, I mean, but a win is a win. I don't care how you get it. They got two points, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing what a win under their belt will do for them this week in Hamilton. So, yeah, interesting. All right, so yeah, this one was an interesting one because it was a, a polar opposite from a week ago uh, when Calgary won in Edmonton, and typically it's reversed. Typically, the Eskimos have trouble winning in Calgary. Uh, uh, on Labor Day, and the um, Stampeders traditionally have problems winning uh, in Calgary or in Edmonton the week later. So they absolutely been over. So Bo Levi Mitchell, I mean, yeah, the quarterback hasn't been the problem, but it seemed like the team played a little bit more inspired football with Bo Levi Mitchell back. Uh, um, I don't know what the reason is, but uh, maybe it's just, you know, you got your starter back, uh, you're more encouraged. But, um, yeah, they played a lot better uh, in that game um, than they did the week before. What did you say, seven quarterback sacks, which is pretty impressive for a team that has somewhat struggled on defense, although they didn't give up they give up a, a, a super large amount of points, but they've had their struggles on their defenses. So, um yeah, it's a big win for Calgary. They needed that one because they're sitting in the cellar. When's the last time we were like six weeks into a se- six seven weeks in the season, and Calgary's in last place in the West? Two thousand and four. It's been a long time. Two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Huh? Oh, I remember their coach from that year. Um, yes, two thousand and four. That's probably because they were using the owner's son. That's right. Anyways. That's right. So, yeah, so final score, 32-16 uh, for Calgary over Edmonton. I like a dum-dum took Edmonton and 39 points, so not much there, but I did get up 24 points because I was only nine off. Will, you picked uh, Calgary and 53 points. You were only off by five points, so you got the 100 for the win and the 32 for the score. CJ, like me, picked Edmonton at 65 points. He was 17 points off. So he got a grand total of eight points from that game. So another low one for CJ. CJ not having a strong week in the picks. 
column, apparently on the phone as well. All right, on to the final game of the week. It was at BC Play Stadium in Vancouver, and it wasn't a rematch from the week before, although it was kind of a repeat of the week before because the Ottawa Red Blocks got crushed again. Um, yeah, 45-13. to 13. The Lions uh, knocked off Ottawa. This one was pretty much done from the beginning. I think it was like 21-7 at the end of the first quarter. And you knew there was really very little to no chance of Ottawa mounting any sort of comeback, mainly because they're a really crappy football team that has no competent quarterback. Well, you said you didn't see this one? Well, no, actually, I, I did see a lot of it because uh, since we've been talking tonight, I've been watching it, okay? Okay. I did record it, and I'm almost at, I'm almost at halftime, and yes, and yes, Ottawa... I think Ottawa is the team this year that when you play them, it's pretty much a guaranteed win. Yep. Because BC BC is running roughshod over them. So um, I, I've got a really good question, and I've asked this I've asked this three or four times, uh, or about three or four weeks ago. How the hell did the Winnipeg Blue Bombers let Lucky Whitehead sign with BC? I asked the same question. Why in the world did you do that? Because I think I think he makes I think he makes Brian Burnham better because you have sure to does. worry about him. you have to worry about this guy's speed because this guy is mm-hmm. fast. And I mean I just watched him run a touchdown or a, a missed field goal back to score a touchdown and he's yep. had a really good season this year. And I don't know he's how Winnipeg let him go. He has been. Yeah, I don't get that either. He he's third I mean, in the league right now year, receiving. Right, 2019, near the end of the 2019 season, he was on the practice roster for the Bombers, I do believe. So, and he hmm. wasn't playing. He played a lot at the beginning of the year, but he didn't at the end of the year. So, yeah, it doesn't yeah, make sense to me. I think he's been the best addition to the Lions this year that they've had. I agree. By far, and the one thing—the one thing I don't like about the Ryan Lions this year is they have an offensive lineman, man, who has a who has a man bun on the top of his head. Okay, like offensive linemen don't have man buns. Come on, <laughs> come on, really? Well, that one apparently how does. Are you, how are you? How are you tough with a man bun? Come on. It's ridiculous. Yep. Anyways, go ahead, Charles. (laughs) Yeah, this one was really men versus boys uh, in this game. The Lions uh, dominated from start to finish. I believe they scored touchdowns on their first, I believe it was their first three possessions. And then they got a pick six from Bola Combo. And this one was really all, pretty much over by the end of the first quarter. Um, the well, Lions yeah, kind of I'm, put it in cr- I'm I'm at eleven six. I'm at eleven sixteen of the second quarter, and it's twenty eight yeah. to seven. And it's twenty eight. Yeah, to seven. exactly. Yeah. So. Oh well. Yeah, they say uh, no lead is safe in the CFL, but I saw one comment 
on Twitter saying this Lee was safe in the pregame. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> they're just a terrible football team. With all due respect to Dominic Davis, he's not gonna—he's not the guy that's gonna change their fortunes. They didn't even look at Matt Nichols, seeing as they were getting blown out. They didn't even try to bring him in to try and do a change up. It almost seems like uh, Paul Lapolice has maybe lost confidence in Matt Nichols because they didn't even. There was never any sort of. Um, any sort of uh, suggestion that he was going to come in. I thought at some point they would try just to change it up, but we never saw him. So, And uh, Dominic you know Davis just uh, wasn't getting much done. And I think it's pretty obvious what's wrong with this team. And and the biggest thing that's wrong with this team, okay, is you can't you can't hire a new coach every year. And I think it's it's the general manager, and I think he has to go. Because he's just not, they just don't have the talent. No, it's true. Okay? They, they don't, don't have the talent. They don't have the talent. Yep. And who who is the guy who gets the talent? It's the general manager. So, yeah, he's the one that signs I mean, everybody. Absolutely. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. You can tell even when they were down fourteen nothing, you could tell it was pretty much over at that point. Because they were Absolutely. getting nowhere, and yeah, they did get the one touchdown, which was kind of on a broken play, but they were never a threat in this game, not not in the least. No. So, yeah. No. So the final score was uh, BC forty five, Edmonton third or oh, Edmonton BC forty five, Ottawa thirteen. That's a grand total of fifty eight points. I did pretty good on this one. I of course had BC, and I picked fifty one points. I was off by seven. That's pretty good. Not nearly as good as Will. BC to win, and he picked them. He picked 58 points. You got a bullseye. 50 points. Oh, did I? Wow. Yeah, you picked picked 58 points, and it was 58 points. So you got the full 50 points for your score. CJ, again, uh, picked BC and 65 points, so he wasn't too bad off either. He was only seven points off, so he got the 100 points and uh, the 128. So that's the pick. So to kind of to sum up uh, the week, Will, you really uh, you killed it this week. You led the way with 514 points. Um, you're still in third place, though, but moved up quickly. Uh CJ, 236 points. He was the low man on the totem pole this week, and he is in second place with 1,530. And you know who, yours truly, 312 points in first place with 1,670. And that uh-huh. is the uh, the standing right now. I don't know if we may have lost CJ for the night. I haven't heard if he's going to be coming back yet or not so we'll have to wait well he's, st- he's he's still online i just sent him a question but he hasn't answered it yet so well, maybe he's trying to fix I, his mic that's, or something oh yeah i see that's what you get back on the show that's uh, actually the best you've sounded since this since this whole problem started well it's because i'm on my phone oh okay oh good that, that, actually that works really good that works yeah. You know, I got, nice, I got an nice $800 to hear your voice. microphone, and it doesn't work for shit. Okay. So, <laughs> motherfucker. Nice, nice to hear your voice, big fella. 
<laughs> so this is okay. I I can continue with this. Yeah. You guys are exactly. yeah. perfectly fine. Perfect. Okay. So, Will, it, the Saskatchewan yes. Winnipeg game, we were not talking all the way through that. It was the Calgary game that I was talking with just first. Okay. Whatever. It's <laughs> fucking boring. Yeah, that's what you said numerous times. Yeah. So anyhow, I didn't get to talk about any of these games because we're past that now. Is that correct? Well, you can talk about the BC game and ask and ask me if I'm if you agree with me on the lucky whitehead statement. What what was what was his statement? My statement was is how the fuck did the bombers let that guy go to BC? I don't know. I have no idea. I've asked myself that every time I see him on the field. Who would have let him go? The, the, I mean, the guy is amazing. And he, and he wasn't even playing at the end of 2019 with Winnipeg because they found somebody else. Which so, is crazy to me. Yeah. And that guy, apparently that guy is injured. That guy's injured right now. So, but I mean, this guy makes Brian Burnham even better. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Because, because it takes all the coverage away from him. Well, yeah, because they got to respect this guy's speed because he's fast. Okay. Yeah. Charles. Yes. If you remember, in 2011, the BC Lions were 0 and 5. They won a game, then they lost again. And then they went on yep. a tear and won like nine or ten games. What was yep. the difference? Do you know Wally what the tra- I know exactly what the difference was. Wally Buono traded and brought in Arlan Bruce. Correct. And what did Arlan Bruce do? He opened it up for Manny Arsenal. He made them respect him. Yep. Okay. Because now Manny – was G. Roy still playing then? Yeah, you know what? So he of was there too. Was. I think they both were. I think they both were. Manny yeah, and both were. So yep. we put a third receiver on the field, and they couldn't double, double coverage one or the other or those other two. So it just opened up the field. That is what Lucky Whitehead has just done for Brian Burnham. Yep. That's exactly, and, and, that's and, exactly and the his, case. Katoy as well. Yeah, Katoy's been really good the last two weeks. Right. Is it because uh, they're covering Burnham? It could be, but Katoy didn't play very much in the first few weeks. He said the first time you really noticed him was last oh, was against Ottawa. Is when he really in the first game against Ottawa when it was he really showed up, and then he was back showing up again last week. Yeah. I, I, I to answer your question, Will. I absolutely do not know what happened in Winnipeg because somebody dropped the ball. No kidding. Literally and figuratively. And I'm glad that the ball bounced into BC because Lucky Whitehead can stay here as long as he wants. Well, I remember, too, a discussion on the radio is during around the time of free agency, when free agency opened, actually Mike Riley was actually, from what I heard, instrumental to bringing in Lucky Whitehead. He actually went on and told him, you know, I want you to come here. We're going to make you a big part of the offense and so on. So he was actually, uh, they were using him to bring him in 
and basically convince him to come to BC, and obviously it worked because uh, he's here now, and, uh, boy, he's uh, been a – He's been dynamite, really, since the season started. Yeah. Mike Riley was instrumental in in this happening. No question. Yes. Yep. Okay. Michael. And I'm kind of Sorry, Michael Riley. Yeah. Michael Riley. Just don't call him Michelle. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that was uh, – those are the four games. That was pretty awesome. Um, let's do our scores. Can we do that? Yep. This week coming up, I bet I gotta watch where I put my phone. I don't want it on the keyboard making beepy noises and shit. Okay, uh, this week we got Calgary into Hamilton. Hamilton now has Mazzoli as a quarterback, and Calgary's got that bully by Mitchell back. So both of them are handicapped. Um, Charles, who are you gonna take? Hmm. This one's in Hamilton. And yeah. to be honest, if Dane Evans was still playing and healthy, I probably would pick Hamilton. But just seeing how Jeremiah was only performed early this season and that, and they're getting Bo Lebo and Mitchell back, and the Stampeders now probably have some confidence after winning uh, last week on the road. I got to pick Calgary in this one. I just think that they're um, – I just think that with um, the way things are trending right now um, – I gotta um, take the Stampeders. I just think that they're in a better place right now. I'm not confident in Mizzoli after seeing his uh, early uh, play in this season. So yeah, I'm gonna go uh, with the Stampeders to win this one, and I'm gonna say uh, 44 points. Okay. And William, what are you gonna do on this game? I guess I guess Charles doesn't realize that Calgary never ever ever, ever wins in Hamilton, okay? It doesn't matter how good they are or how well, good they're not. They definitely but, didn't win in Edmonton in a rematch from um, uh, Labor Day, but they did last week too, so who knows? Yeah, okay, okay. And if you follow that reasoning, sure. I don't even think Jeremiah Mazzoli's going to play, to be honest with you. They're talking about uh, the third string guy, which is, uh, God, I can't remember his name. But um, this is too good to give up, and I think I really think Calgary's gonna go on a run here. So I'm gonna say Calgary 53. Wow. Okay. Well, let's uh, make this unanimous. I'll take the Calgary Stampeders on this one. But I think it's going to be a much lower scoring game, and I'm going to go with, oh, geez, I don't know, 38 points. Just just because I don't think it's going to be that much. I'm definitely taking the under on this one. I, what did I There was something I wanted to say to you, Will, and I don't remember what it was. But, hmm. Something okay. nasty about Bo Levi Mitchell, no doubt. Probably. Uh, probably. Because I, I, I was yeah. thinking about Bo. Oh, oh, Sounds right. Oh, yeah, now I know what I was. So I, you're a businessman, right, correct? We all know that. You, uh, you, you run this uh, big business. Do, would you go and would you like uh, to start a new business with me? What was that? Would you like to start a new business venture with me? I need somebody on the what? ground in Calgary. What kind of a business? I, I want to sell bottles of water. 
Okay, why? What? I want to Boiled you know, water. You know, you know how, um, in the, have you ever watched soccer? No, I can't say that I have. <laughs> neither, have neither have I, but I've seen some, some, some clips and stuff. And so you know, when soccer players get really more wounded, they fall down and they're rolling around and they're hurting their knee as if something, somebody flicked them in the ear or something like this, right? You know, they're, they're just terrible, dramatic actors. And the uh, training crew with a spray bottle of water and spray the person with it, and he miraculously jumps up and runs off the field. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah, sure, I've seen that. Okay, I know so where we're headed. I know where we're headed. So do I. There's got to be something in the water in Calgary that allows Bo Levi Mitchell to play a football game on a broken leg. Then it goes on a six-game injury list and miraculously heals after. It's got to be the water. We need to package this water and sell it to soccer teams around the world. No, 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 Christopher. You know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. What it is is Bo Levi Mitchell is the toughest quarterback ever to play in the CFL. Bo Levi yep, Mitchell is a fucking pussy. That's He's what the it is. The biggest pussy there Bo- is. Bo is my hero. Sorry. He's the man. He is the man. There's no doubt about it. Okay? He's a fucking princess. <laughs> but he's my princess, so leave him alone. Okay? Hey, hey, did you see him in the gallery? He ran for a first down. Yeah. Did you notice that? Um, Bo so I'm ran? thinking... For a yeah, first down. but I think so. I'm thinking he must have a concussion too. How does he run on he, a broken leg? Well, that's just the thing. He must be out of his mind or something. And and but did you notice when he did run I mean, for the water. first down? We minute, when he did run. When he did run for the first down, did you notice how fucking slow he was? <laughs> well, he's so, never been so, fast. So you know what? That's probably the reason he doesn't run. Okay. He made he I, I, made he made he made Danny McManus look fast. Okay. Oh God. Yeah, I know. I you could time too. Danny McManus with a calendar. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, Bo was kind of very similar. But, yeah, that, that was that was amazing. I actually I, I noticed it. I go, what the fuck? He's running. Oh, my God, it was a first down. I mean, everybody was shocked. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody in the quarterback room this week at practice just took that and ran with it, okay? Because Bo doesn't oh. run. Bo does not run. But... When you have a rookie quarterback who's come in and thrown 300 yards for the first three games of his career, maybe you think twice about, um, maybe I should get in there and start competing. That's all I'm going to say. I need to keep my job. Yep. Yeah. So you never know. So is Bo's job in jeopardy? No. Not this month. Not this month. Okay. 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 
So the second game up, we have Toronto into Saskatchewan. This one is going to be a really tough game to pick. Charles, what are you going to do? Oh, boy, this is a tough one to pick. Um, I don't know why. Something's telling me Saskatchewan. We don't know if Cody Fajardo is going to play. Um, They said he was feeling good, but when you got concussions, and I was told he had a concussion, uh, that's a very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? You never know with concussions. It's sensitive. What's that? Yeah, exactly. It's sensitive. Yeah. I'm going to take Toronto in this one. Uh, Not that I think Toronto is great, but I think Saskatchewan's been rattled and brought down to earth a little bit. And I'm not convinced that Cody Fajardo is ready to go. Uh, even if he does play, I'm not sure he'll be full full speed ahead. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, the Argos in this one. I think the Argos are uh, will win this one, and I'm gonna go Argos and 42 points. Wow. You think? Oh, that sir. Yes. Um, I am go- I am gonna go uh, with uh, Toronto as well, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say 45 points. So, yes, because of uh, Will's um, great history of picking Saskatchewan. Love, love for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You're actually breaking up again a bit. Charles, I don't think it's his microphone. I think it's his computer or something. I'm not sure because it shouldn't be. It's not going to have anything to do with that. Hmm. It work? It's gotten a little better now. Did you sit it down or something or put it close to something? Because, yeah, it's really crappy. Yeah. No. Nothing's changed. Hmm. No, you sound better. Yeah, it's better now. BC Montreal. Hottest team in Montreal. Charles. Well, this is kind of the Ottawa Bowl because these, these both teams, these teams uh, were beaten up on Ottawa the last um, last couple of weeks with. Uh, um, Montreal put in 50, uh, I think they scored 52 points on them, and BC, right behind them, scored uh, 45. So these two teams uh, are coming off, both coming off uh, blowout wins over the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. So we'll see who uh, really uh, is um, the better team. Uh, you got to look at it this way. Uh, I don't know. I'm just taking Mike Riley over Vernon Adams. Sorry, I am. Uh, of course, Montreal is going to be sans coach this week because uh, Mr. Uh, Kari Jones um, 
uh, got diagnosed with COVID, so he will not be on the sidelines this week. And I made the comment, it's, uh, luckily, uh, that uh, they were on a bye week, so he didn't really have much uh, contact this past week with his players. So he'll be coaching remotely, from what I've heard. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions in this one. I, I just think uh, they're a better all-around team. And this Lions defense just keeps getting better. And they just they don't give up touchdowns. They've uh, given up, I think, only three touchdowns or four touchdowns since week one. Uh, but they, they've been solid keeping teams out of the end zone. So um, I'm going to take the Lions in this one, and I'm going to say it's 48 points. 48. Yes. Okay. I never picked BC when they're playing Montreal. So is it in BC or is it in Montreal, Charles? It's in Montreal. Montreal. Okay, then I'm going to say uh, Montreal 45 points. And I'll say BC at 52. 62? Five. 65, okay. That's an interesting pick. I said 52. Oh, 52, okay. I don't know. It was kind of staticky, yeah, but it sounds better now. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Okay. Sparky, it's five-two, not six-two. Four more than Charles at forty-eight. Right. Okay. And the last game is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Edmonton. This is going to be a very challenging game, maybe. What say you, Charles? This one's another tough one to pick. It really is because uh, Winnipeg, well, you know what? Edmonton's got the potential there to uh, win games and to be among the top uh, teams in the league. But they're just so friggin' inconsistent. And that's been kind of a, a, a Trevor Harris thing uh, as well. Um, so I'm not sure um, exactly um, where to go with this, but uh, I'm probably going to – the Bombers are just more consistent. So I'm going to go with the Bombers to win this one. Um, I just think that uh, they're – playing probably the best football in the league right now. Uh, they've only had the one loss. Uh, Zach Claris is really getting things done this year. So I got to go with the Bombers in this one. Even though it's in Edmonton, I'm going to go with the Bombers. Um, and I'm going to say uh, 51 points. Yeah. Yeah. I need to make some ground on Charles, so screw it. I'm going to say, no, I never pick Edmonton. Nah. Nah, I can't do that. Shit. Sure you can. No, I can't. Come on, Will. What you going to do? No, I'm going to say, I'm going to go Winnipeg 48. Winnipeg 48. Okay, and I'm going to take Edmonton. 
So this is either Charles catching up to me, or sorry, um, Will catching up to me, or me uh, Charles. I don't know what it is, but Edmonton, and I am going to go with uh, 36 points. And I think you know Trevor Harris. Trevor Harris is the number one quarterback in the CFL right now. He has the most amount of yards of this year, and I think he's just going to rip Winnipeg a new one, and that's the way it's going to be. 46 points. That's total, not just Edmonton's 46. It's total between the games. Yeah, we know that. Probably 66, but, um, you know, 46 points for Edmonton. And that's it. That's how they go. We're going to rock, and we're going to this one in the park. Sparky, I hope you got that one. You'll have to just replay the game a few times, or the show a couple times, see what happens. And uh, that's the end of that. We're going to go into segment number six right now, which is the return of Chris Jones to the CFL. Now, who here is excited about Chris Jones coming back to the CFL? Are you? Yes or no? Well, to me, uh, I don't, I don't like the guy very much. But I don't sound like Will. But that's okay. makes... Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you say Will. I'm sorry. Will, would that's you okay. like to go? You can go. Go ahead, Charles. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. No, I don't Charles. like the guy very much. Uh, but at the very least, he makes things interesting. So, uh, um, and I think we're going to see some uh, interesting. Happenings in Toronto. I'm sure. I'm sorry. He could say all he wants that he's uh, behind this. Uh, Ryan Dinwiddie's looking over his shoulder. Um, I don't doubt that for a second. Um, so yeah, I mean, if nothing else, he should. He may. He makes news and he gives us stuff to talk about. So I think it could be pretty interesting. William, go ahead. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't like that he's back in the league. Okay, I. Uh, I think it screws up the whole Toronto organization because uh, what this shows me is uh, Michael Clemens has no confidence in Ryan Dinwiddie and uh, his team, and it's gonna fuck up the. It's gonna fuck up the locker room. Um, I can also see Chris Dubler leaving because he has a different coaching philosophy than Chris Jones. Okay. They have, they have two different coaching styles and they're completely opposite of each other. And, uh, so yeah, I think it's going to upset their locker room to be honest with you. I I'm thinking the defensive guys that have played with Chris Jones, will absolutely love it. But uh, there's a lot of old guys on Toronto's defense, and Christopher Jones does not like old guys. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Christopher Jones is an old guy. Don't call the coach Jones Christopher. he, he He doesn't like old guys. And, you know, I, I think this guy is a smoke and mirrors guy because he was on, I read an article this week about how he said his high school coaching job that he had was the dream job of his career, but offer me a pile of money and I'll go away. And that's what happened. Okay? Yep. So, 
and I, I think he's just using Toronto. Once again, he's using the CFL to get back into the NFL, and he'll use the Toronto Argonauts as a stepping stone because, I, I mean, you know what? If I'm if I'm Ottawa, I'm already looking at Christopher Chris Jones for next year, okay? Because Paul LaPolice ain't the guy. It's pretty obvious. Okay, here's my take on Chris Jones. All Chris Jones does is win. Okay? He has four Grey Cup rings. He spent two years in Edmonton, won a Grey Cup. He spent three years in in Ryderville, and he literally took both of these teams. Both of these teams were beyond dismal. They were pathetic pieces of shit in this league. And he took both of them to winning records. Okay? All he does is know how to do is win. Now, him in Saskatchewan, where he was also the GM, he couldn't build an offense, but he had a defense that shut down the world. Okay? Uh, Chris Jones' defense is better than COVID. Because it can shut down anything. So, I think... Chris Jones coming back to the CFL is an amazing thing. It's, it's one of those things. I was excited when Milanovic came back. Now, do we think that Chris Jones is going to use this as a stepping stone to get back to the NFL? Of course he is. Show me an American did, didn't. Steinauer did it. Milanovic has done it. Everybody's done it. Every, any coach, any American in Canada wants to coach or play in the NFL. That's what they grew up wanting to do. You cannot blame them for that. That's just part of their nature, okay? They're here, and if they're here long-term, like Dave Dickinson, it's because he can't do anything down in the NFL, so he's here. Same with Wally Buono. Same with anybody, okay? They stayed in Canada because this is where they wanted to be. This is where, this is where they could make a living, okay? Hoffnagel uh, went to the States. Good for him, right? I'm, I'm all over that. I've heard Bobby Ackles went down to the States. You follow your dream. You follow your money. You go where you want to go. So we can't blame Chris Jones for doing that. Mm-hmm. But what I would not do, and everybody is talking about it, is because Michael Clemens, pinball, reluctantly took the general manager's position in Toronto. Reluctantly. I don't want to see him bailing out of that responsibility and handing that package to Chris Jones because Chris Jones is not a general manager. He's an amazing coach, but he's not a general manager. Don't do it. We saw don't that in, in Saskatchewan. He didn't. He didn't build a very good team. No, he did not build offense. He didn't have a no. quarterback. He didn't have a runner. He didn't have an O line. He didn't have any. He doesn't. He, he, he doesn't give a damn about offense. They won games because of defense. Okay. Yep. So should Ryan Dinwiddie be looking over his shoulder? Well, Ryan Dinwiddie, in my opinion, right now is treading water in the deep end. He's going to drown before the end of the season, anyhow. He is completely out of over his head in this game. He is not a head coach. He not. It was never a head coach. He, shit, he was never even a coordinator. If they had hired him to be the offensive coordinator, I would have applauded the, the selection. Okay? 
And, and if, if they brought Ryan Dinwiddie in right now, Chris Jones was head coach in Toronto, and they brought Ryan Dinwiddie as the offensive coordinator, I'm all over that. That's a great idea. I don't think it's going to happen because you don't just take a step back from head coach. Um, would they share the head coaching job? I, I don't know how this is going to work in Toronto. I really don't. Dinwiddie's the head coach, and he's outclassed right now. Chris Jones is coming in as a defensive coordinator, and he is going to build a defense in Toronto. I, I, I applaud the, the move by Toronto. Argos did a good job in recruiting him. And uh, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm happy he's back in Canada. He makes the CFL a better league. And besides, Charles is right. We're going to have shitloads of stuff to talk about. It always is with him. The one thing is, don't give him too much control. He needs foresight because he likes to cheat. He likes to do things that are not ethical. So you cannot give him too much control. Don't make him GM and head coach in Toronto without oversight. Don't do it. Just don't make him the general manager. He shouldn't be one. He's not good at it, and he bends the rules too much. You're not cheating, you're not winning, right? Is that the philosophy? Can't really disagree with that. No. I'm excited to be second in the league for a lot of reasons. So, I think the Toronto Argonauts are a better football team. Hmm. Yep. So, let's see how the cards play out. And it was it, is it um, coincidental? I don't believe in coincidence, but the defensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach were both uh, on a leave of absence because they refused to get vaccinated. Yeah, that's not a coincidence. There's no way. So they refused to get vaccinated, so the Toronto management Something like that. So I, I think it was a good move on the Argos part. Okay, this is going to be a, a, a rant because I don't know how else to do it. Um, Greg Ellingson, Ellington was fined for throwing a pair of gloves to a young fan in the Edmonton Calgary game. The fan had just told him that he was his favorite player. And Greg tossed him a pair of gloves, his receiving gloves. In the same game, in the same game, another Elks player was fined for signing a fan's hat. The guy tossed him down his hat. He signed, put his autograph on it, and threw it back up to the guy, and he was fined $250, fined $250 for this. Now, and I understand why. Okay? They have COVID re- regulations. Okay? And there are no interaction with the fans. Okay? That's just a fact. Okay? I don't like it. I think it's wrong. I don't think that you should be penalizing players for making the game a better place for the fans of the spirit. We are currently in a COVID protocol not violated. End of the story. Okay? 
Why was Willie Jefferson not fined for giving those two gloves on national TV to two Roger fans? Same week. Hmm. Why was the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan not penalized or fined for having his picture taken with two small kids? He was hugging them. I've got the picture. Why was he not fined? Where's the consistency? Are they just picking on the Elks because they had a COVID outbreak? What's going on? I don't understand. There's no consistency in this league, and there's no consistency in it, and there never has been. But come on. National TV. I saw both of these people do this on national TV, and you guys missed it. Come on, head off. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Please tell me you guys can hear me. I can hear you. I was waiting for Will to talk, but he hasn't said anything. He's on mute. Did we lose him? No, he's here. I'm here. I'm back. There he is. I'm back. Something went wrong with my headphones. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the question? Sorry, you didn't hear my rant. Any of it, did you? Well, yes, I yes I did. I heard your rant. I heard your rant. Um, I agree with you. If they're going to do it, if you're going if they're going to do it, they should be consistent. But I still don't think they should be finding anybody for doing the stuff like that. I mean, the I whole agree. the whole the whole reason the CFL is what the CFL is is because fans do have access to the players more so here than in the NFL, okay? And I I think uh, if people are comfortable interacting with the players, then they should be able to. I mean, let's face it, every fan at any stadium is double vaccinated or they're not allowed in, right? Well, no. No, not yet, but it's... Some of those haven't started, but... Oh, okay. So then those fines are because people never mind. I'm not gonna go there. No, let's not do that tonight. No, yeah. No, we're not gonna do that tonight. Good but idea. I agree. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Why would you fine somebody for doing that? And two hundred and fifty dollars is a fine in my opinion to these players. Yeah. Well, maybe not Greg Ellington so much, but the other guy, because he wasn't very well known. Yeah. Right. Willie I Jefferson should have got a $2,500 fine. He's a Anyhow. Charles, what's your thought on this one? I know why they're doing it. I just, uh, they could have laid down a warning or something like that. I mean, how likely are you that you're going to catch COVID from a pair of gloves? I mean, sure, is it uh, zero? Probably not, but I think it's pretty minuscule. I Again, I understand why they're doing it. Uh, they're trying to, you know, they've got safety things and, I'm sure that the government set out specific safety 
protocols they had to, to abide by. But come on, the, the guy's giving a kid uh, a pair of gloves. It's a thrill for the kid. I mean, like I said, uh, are you going to catch COVID uh, from a pair of gloves? I think it's minuscule. Same thing about signing an autograph. Maybe give these guys a warning. Maybe give them, you know, a talking to and say, you know, don't really do this anymore. It's not, it's not a good look. And I kind of get your point too when when talking about uh, Willie Jefferson. Uh, he's not getting fined. That's the other thing. Let's uh, let's have some uh, let's have some um, consistency because uh, it looks bad on the league. It looks like you're you're, you're singling a team out. And they didn't really need to do that. I don't like it, and I didn't think it needed to be done. But it is what it is. So. Yeah, I, I honestly believe that um, Greg Ellington, Ellington had COVID. Uh, transferring a sweaty pair of gloves to a kid is a way of passing this disease, this virus, over hugely. Fair but I guess that's said, a good point. You said it's minuscule. I think that it would be very high. But uh, maybe. It, correct me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong here. Everybody just threw a COVID program. Right. They're, each player is being tested daily. Yep. Greg Ellington has not tested positive in any of the things. He is not the one that's testing any test. Yes, true. Okay, the, the the risk of getting COVID from uh, from Greg Ellington is like negligible because he, he was tested before the game. He was tested the day before. He was tested the day before that. Mhm. So this it's just fucking ludicrous, in my opinion. And I really wish that he would smarten up and do something. Do something intelligent because it keeps shooting themselves in the foot. You know what I mean? It's just not doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yep. Where are we going? We're going for this. Well, I'm looking for something here that's kind of amazing and right to the point, and I'll get to it, and uh, we'll move on. Okay. Here we are. I got a picture of three Hamilton Tiger Cats hugging two little boys. No time. How How is this reality? doesn't make sense. It's not fair. Right? It's Toronto Argonaut guy. So I, I'm, a, I'm just a, more than a little pissed off about this because I don't think that the consistency is there at all. Zero. And uh, we need to do something about it. Here, I'll give you a picture. Take a look at this one. 
This is on Labor Day. Yeah. Now, is there physical contact there? He's actually touching their shoulders. Yep. Okay, this one's not hard to get. The pictures all over the place. Well, haven't you seen uh, pictures of that? Haven't you seen pictures of that uh, that CFL hobo guy all yeah. over the internet, hugging all kinds of people? Um, he was. I saw him the other day hugging Pinball Clemens. Um, he was hugging Milt Stegall. All kinds those, of guys. Those, so, if, if you actually look at his website, those are old pictures. Oh, are they? Yes. Most of them are old pictures. Okay. So Brandon Banks hit to Twitter this week, and he said, Brandon Banks, our favorite idiot in, in Hamilton, and he said, these days, weeks, is getting weirder and weirder around here. Is he talking about in Canada, or is he talking about in Hamilton, or is he talking about in the CFL, or who knows about with him? He's just weird. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. You never know what Brandon Banks is talking about. He just pops off every now and then. He he does, without question. Um, guys, keep an eye on the time for me, okay? Because because I am not on my microphone, I don't have the blog talk bitch telling me when my yep. show's over. Yep. Okay, so I know it's uh, 9.26 here. And so yeah, we've we got, got 34 minutes. minutes. Okay. Um, We've only got two things to talk about, but we can find a whole pile of things. I want to talk about the power rankings right now because I think they're funny as hell. Um, Andrew Harris, there was a big melee, actually several, between the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders over the Labor Day long weekend and the Banjo Bowl rematch. Uh, In one of them, Andrew Harris grabbed a Saskatchewan Rough Riders helmet by the face mask ripped it off of him and threw it on the ground in front of an official he wasn't even penalized never mind ejected from the game which he should have been how is this possible it's just bad officiating or were they expecting something going on here what is happening here and we haven't had fines yet this week. Do you believe that Andrew Harris will receive a fine? Or would he get the suspension of one game, which he should have gotten? Charles, you go first, because William never does. I don't think he's going to get suspended. I think he should get suspended. I think he should have been kicked out of that game. You rip another player's helmet off, you should be out of that game. I'm sorry. You just should. You can't just go around ripping guys' helmets off. Pulling on a a helmet 
at any time is dangerous. I'm sorry, it is. And, yeah, you should not be doing that at all. And, um, yeah, um, is he going to get fined? Probably not. Uh, is he going to get suspended? Probably not. Should he be fined? Yes. Uh, should he be suspended? Yes. I mean, come on. The guy is uh, ripping people's helmets. It, it was a stupid thing to do. The weirdest part about that play is that two rider players both got penalized with major penalties. Yet he goes and rips someone's helmet off, and he doesn't even get a flag. It makes no sense at all. And, uh, yeah, this was stupid. It was a bad, bad officiating. I hope that the officials that called that game, they should be ones that should be getting uh, fined as well. To let that go with nothing, that's crazy. And it, that was to me, it was an embarrassment for the league. You can't have stuff like that. You can't have guys ripping people's uh, helmets off. It's just wrong. I agree. That's all I had to say. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Where are you? Should he have been um, ejected? You know what? Should he have got a you penalty? You know what, Char- No, no, you know what, Charles? I think you're wrong. I think he did get a penalty. I think he got a 15-minute. I don't minute, think he did. Uh, he no, I'm pretty sure he did. I'm no, pretty sure he did. No, people were complaining about that. They didn't get penalized. I think he did. Uh, maybe I'm you. wrong, but I, I didn't think so. But, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I might spend 20 minutes looking at it, but it doesn't matter. Moot point. I think he should have been kicked out because the the there was two Saskatchewan players that were kicked out, and one of them got kicked out for exactly what Andrew Harris did. Okay, he ripped somebody's helmet off. Um, I was talking to some guy online earlier before the show, what's his name, Don Pulls or Dan Pulls or whatever. He told me yeah. I just wasn't watching. He told me I just wasn't watching the right game because this guy attacked Andrew Harris. And I'm like, what the oh, hell Jesus are you talking Christ. about? He's he, a, and he he's was a, a bomber. bomber fan. That's why that's he's why a he's bomber saying fan. that. He told me I was childish and I and I should stop uh, being such a bomber hater. Anyways, oh, give me a I, break. I, I, I think he should be suspended, but I don't think he's going to be suspended. If it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen. So, I don't know. You know what? And I, I personally think this is uh, this is the worst refereeing I've seen in foot in in the CFL in a couple of years. Okay, because the refereeing is horrible this year. I'm just saying. And some of these so, guys I knew are new. I don't know where they got these guys from, but I agree. With I don't you. know. The officiating has been terrible this year. I agree. Totally. They got so officials with ponytails. In, in answer to – that's right. In answer to your question, Christopher, um, yeah, he should have been he should have been at least kicked out of the game. Okay. Okay, so we've got the um we're gonna move on from there, okay, because we're we, there's nothing more we can talk about Andrew Harris. CFL.ca has put out the weekly picks with oh, Jamie Hines, Steinberg, Cox. 
but Christopher, that, there was one that, thing I wanted. There was one thing I wanted to add. We can't necessarily blame Andrew Harris because he probably had roid rage, and he can't control that. Come up. Who's Christina Possible? She's a she works for CFL.ca. She sucks at picking these games. She's got the worst record, and she picked BC. I'm not happy with that. Well, don't say that. It's true. I know. I'm looking at the week, week, CFL weekly picks. Jamie Nye, Pat Steinberg, Matt, Matt Cause, Christina Costable, Chris O'Leary, and Jim Morris. Now, everybody picked Calgary to uh, beat – who are they playing? Ottawa, isn't it? No, Calgary's no. playing Hamilton. They're playing Hamilton, right. Calgary's yes. playing Hamilton. Everybody picked Calgary. Everybody picks Saskatchewan to beat Argos, except for Christina, who's got a seven and sixteen record, and Chris oh. O'Leary, who's eleven and twelve. Now everybody picked Montreal to beat BC, except Christina and Jim Morris. So, and then everybody picked Winnipeg. Nobody's surprised at Winnipeg over Edmonton. Nobody's surprised that – well, I'm a little surprised at everybody picking Calgary over Hamilton. Yeah, I know. It's the no-quarterback you know, thing. It's the no-quarterback the thing. Yeah, they're worried about the quarterback. They have to be. Okay. So, it, it the BC – the BC Montreal game. On one hand, you've got Michael Riley, and the other, you've got Vernon Adams. Who are you picking? Oh, me, I'm picking Mike Riley. Every day, and twice on Sunday. No, no, no. Okay. I'm picking the Vag. I'm picking the Vag. Yeah, of course you. So, of okay, course now, you Turners, Lucky Whitehead, or Mario Alfred. Who? Who? <laughs> Who? Well, Mary Alfred. No, Lucky Whitehead. I I, I don't I'm know sorry. who Mary Alfred is. I I don't understand how they possibly come up with this concept, but let them do it, okay? I'm looking for the CFL.ca's power rankings because that's going to be a discussion. It's funny. Which one? Because there's like six different ones and they're all different. I know. I know. We could go to Belton's. Belton's got the Lions number two. He's got, okay, he's got Bombers number one, BC Lions number two, Argos three, Montreal four. Ticats five, Riders in six, Stamps at seven, Elks at eight, and Red Blocks at nine. What's he been smoking? I'm serious. I don't understand. Can you tell me what this is? That's ridiculous. 
as much as I like seeing the Lions at number two, I don't think you get there by beating up on Ottawa because everyone's going to beat up on Ottawa. Okay, so uh, Tribute Sports has BC in second place as well. Now, figure this wow. one out. BC, BC does not play. Okay, They don't play. They're on a bye. They're, they're in fifth, fifth place in the power rankings, and they dropped to sixth, and they didn't touch the field. Okay? Then they go and beat up on Ottawa the absolute worst team in the CFL. No questions. You can't argue with me on this. It's just wrong, okay? They, they are the worst team in the CFL. So BC beats them up. Big deal. What other team couldn't do that? Okay? Everybody can. And BC jumps from sixth place to second. In what fucking world does that make sense? Does, is Belton a BC guy or what? No, no he's, he's a writer. writer. He's a writer yeah, fan. He's a writer guy. He's a writer guy. That's yeah. right. Hmm. He's a huge writer fan, and he's a writer player, and, and he just like, I don't understand that. It makes no freaking sense. He's got the writers down in sixth place. Huh. Maybe you move up one or two spots, but you don't go from six to two by beating Ottawa. Ottawa's a that nothing ain't... team. Okay. Uh, who's Danny Austin? I don't know who Danny Austin is. No, I don't uh, know who most of these people are. But here, here's something that I found interesting. CFL standings by scoring differential. Okay, we're talking about differentials all the time. Um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers are a plus 60 on the season. They scored 60 more points than they've been scored against. Okay? In second place is BC. They're plus 41. Okay? If you take the blowout win away from BC... They're still in second place in the league. Yeah. Okay. Alouettes are plus 16, and they had to get 51 points against Ottawa to do that. The Riders are in fourth and are even. Stamps are minus one. Ticats are minus six. Argos are minus 15. Elks are minus 20. And the Red Blacks, minus 75. Oh, my God. No way. Really? Minus 75. Wow. Well, they've been blown out two weeks in a row. They are the worst team team in the CFL. I'm sorry. They might might be one of the worst teams ever. (laughs) they've They've scored 80 points, and they've given up 155. I just look at Ottawa and wonder how is this team how is this team gonna win a game? Who are they gonna beat? I mean, even the, the the teams like Calgary and Edmonton, I mean they beat Edmonton week one and that was a fluke. But um You see yeah, but 
this is what happens well, when I mean, you don't have one. anything. This is what happens when you don't have anything that resembles a starting quarterback. Yes and no. And my answer to that, and I agree with you, Will, 100%, you need to have a good starting quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league. It's a throwing league. You need to have a good quarterback in the CFL. Michael Riley is arguably the best quarterback in the CFL. And yet he has been on some pathetic football teams in both Edmonton and BC, missed the playoffs. Everybody trashes him because he couldn't bring the team up to do that. It doesn't matter how good a quarterback you are. If you've got nobody around him, you're still going to have a shit team. Ottawa has nothing. Resembles a football. That's right. That's right. They, they got no offense. They got no defense. They got nothing. They got nothing. Hey, they got a kicker. Lewis Ward's a good kicker. And and yet he missed a field goal the uh, two 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 field goals the other night against BC. He, yep. That was um, more and for Lucky Whitehead well, returned one for a touchdown. Okay, so you know you're a terrible team when your best player is a kicker, okay? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay? Not so, arguing that. I you know when you say that you don't when you don't have a good starting quarterback, well, it it takes more than a good starting quarterback to win a football game. If the if, if the uh Red Blacks had a good starting quarterback this year, I'm not convinced the record is any better. No. No. Yeah, right? but I'm convinced they I'm convinced they wouldn't look as pathetic. Maybe not. They might be, you know, losing by less, but they're probably still whether you lose by one or you lose by fifty, you're still losing. Winnipeg didn't look bad with Matt Nichols as a quarterback in two thousand nineteen. Yes. <laughs> they were top of the league. And then he got injured, and Chris Sprebler came in and got injured, and Zach Caleros came in, and he won a great cup. Winnipeg was the top of the league when Matt Nichols was playing for him. He's now playing in Ottawa. Do I think that Matt Nichols is an amazing quarterback? No. I think he was playing on a really good team, and it made him look good. Until he's not they playing on good, a really good until, team anymore, until, and he's not looking very good. But until he looked good until he played good teams, and then he didn't look that great. In 2019. No, I didn't say 2019. I'm talking about the years before that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying Ottawa is a, a total absolute monster fire, whatever you want to call it, tire fire. I they're just there's nothing that resembles a football team there. And I no. am totally and completely amazed that um Marcel Desjardins has a job. Right now he does. How how can that GM have a job right now? I don't know. 
he's become the new Brendan Tammond. So in our <laughs> Joe Mack, um, in our earlier conversation uh, about Chris Jones returning to the CFL, should Ryan Dinwiddie be looking over his shoulder? Yes. Yeah. Should Paul Apolise be looking over his shoulder? Yeah. At who? Chris Jones. Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess he's taking away. He's going to be head coach somewhere next year. Yeah, that's probably true. Is it going to be in Toronto? Or is it going to he be might Ottawa? be head coach in Toronto before this year is over. Who knows? He may just be. And I, I wouldn't bet money against that. But then Ottawa offers him the head coach, general manager's job, fires La Police and Marcel Desjardins, and he's in Ottawa? In a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. It's going to happen. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. It would happen, without question. Yeah. Okay, so... Back to these um, power rankings. Where did I lose them? I lost. I lost those power rankings. Oh, well. Do anybody's power rankings look decent? Um, yes. I actually don't mind the CFL or TSN ones. What I think they're the CFL ones. It has uh, BC in third. It has uh, Bombers, Riders, BC. And then uh, I don't remember where it goes. And like I said last week, I think that the number one, number two team are pretty much set. I think the uh, number eight, number nine uh, teams are pretty much set. Uh, although Calgary's now moving up a little bit there. And the but. Uh, it's hard to argue with Winnipeg. Now, if you lose to the best team in the league, does that mean you suck? Probably. No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you lose two games back-to-back to the best team in the league, that means one of two things. You're not the number one team. Yep. You could be anywhere between second and ninth. That's fair. That's a fair comment. Right? I mean, you could be the second best team in the league, and you lost to the best team in the league. You you don't just start start dropping down the power rankings because the better team won. Nope. No, that's true. Right? I'm having problems with that. How can Saskatchewan go from second overall in the power rankings to sixth? They can't. Much like the Lions, you might draw, again, in the opposite way, you might drop one or two, but, I mean, you're not gonna, you shouldn't plummet because you lost to the top team in the league. BC Lions have beat Ottawa twice and Calgary once. Yep. We lost a – we took Saskatchewan to the wire. Should have won that game if we had a kicker. 
and completely failed to show up against the Edmonton team. Mm -hmm. This is not a powerhouse. They're my favorite team, no question. But I'm a realist. They're not a powerhouse. They haven't beat Winnipeg. They haven't beat Saskatchewan, right? I mean, Toronto, Hamilton, Edmonton, Calgary. I mean, this is not a powerful league this year. No, not at all. There is no real standout. I mean, even the Bombers, who are the league's best record, look like they can be beaten. They don't look overwhelmingly... No, I agree, Charles. You're right, 100% yep. correct. They're they're five and one. Okay, most of the league is three and two or two and three. Mm-hmm. Okay, the only other team that's down there is one and four, and that's Ottawa. So, yeah. Honestly, I say Winnipeg's at the top of the league. Ottawa's down at the bottom of the league. You can almost interchange everybody else in the middle. Almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to put the Eastern Division up high because I think that their their record is indicative of playing other Eastern teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. BC lost to two Western teams. They got beat by two Eastern, or they beat two Eastern teams. No, they didn't. They beat one Eastern team and one Western team. I keep forgetting Calgary's and and then yeah, the Eastern team they beat twice. Yeah, Edmonton and Saskatchewan both beat us. Calgary and Ottawa lost to BC. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not jumping up and down about this. Calgary's bottom of the Western Division. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, literally, you just look at the the Lions have beaten the two last place teams. That's the, you know, all they've yeah. beaten. And, and you think we should be the power ranking number two? That doesn't make sense. Doesn't at all. Oh, I don't know. Power rankings are a crock of shit. Um, okay, let's move away from this for a couple seconds here. Uh, segment nine on Charles' list here is Zach Caleros. Is he an early MOP favorite? Uh, yes and no. Yeah, the article I attached, they've got basically the top ten guys as MOP, as the MOP favorites right now. Okay. Um, let's put that on hold. I just found the CFL power rankings, and okay. they're not—they're not what I said they were. Um, Winnipeg is number one. Toronto Argonauts are number two. BC Lions are number three. Montreal is four. Saskatchewan is five. Hamilton is six. Calgary is seven. Elks are eight, and Red Blacks are nine. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't have a problem with seven, eight, nine. Calgary is a little bit stronger of a team than Edmonton, and I kind of believe that. I think Edmonton's junk of the Western Division. I've said that before the season started. I'm not changing my opinion, regardless of what Rose Henry wants. Um, but Hamilton dropped to six. Is that because they don't have a competent quarterback? Because I believe power rankings are moving forward as opposed to past. Uh, Saskatchewan is the way it is because uh, Cody Fajardo's got a concussion and he's questionable to start. And uh, what do you do? Toronto Argonauts in second place. Who would have who would who would have believed that? Would you have? Nope, I would not. I mean, I know they're the first-place team in the East, but I don't see them as the second-best team in the league. Not by a long shot. They have the same record BC does. Yeah. I don't think I don't think BC is number two either. Okay. Who is? I would still say Saskatchewan. I mean, I know they lost back-to-back games. And Cody Fajardo is out. I think with him in, they're the number two team. Uh, but I still think, like we said, they lost two games back-to-back, but they were the number one team. So um, I would still probably give Saskatchewan the number two spot if I were ranking them. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, so do I. I put Saskatchewan in second place. Why does CFL put them in fifth even Ryder fan Belton Johnson put him in seven and six. Uh, it makes no sense. None at all. I do not understand. And unless they know that Cody Fajardo is out and they well, do that's not what have their backup, then yeah, because that's really what power rankings are. Power rankings mm. are not the standings. They're their ability to win moving forward, not their ability to have won in the past. Correct? Yeah. yeah. I would say that's correct. Who's really good at Photoshop? I never have been. Okay. Will, do you have anybody at work? Anybody at work that what? That's Photoshop. At Photoshop? No. No, not really. That's that's too bad. Okay. Why? What are you trying to Photoshop? I just need something, and I need it. It's a picture, and I need it modified. I'd probably send it to my brother. He has Photoshop for sure. I don't think he would do it. Why not? <laughs> well, it's a bad thing, is it? I don't think he would do it. It's a bad thing, is it? Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Lucky Whitehead, uh, 
put out on Twitter. He says, geez, I got to stop throwing my gloves to fans. I'm running out of them. <laughs> oh, well. You're, you're running out probably, of time. You're probably three minutes away or two minutes away. Yeah, yeah I'm watching that. It's three minutes. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go up here and find this three-down article here on Zach Caleros being the favorite for MOP. Do you believe that? I don't. I do. I could see it. I don't doubt right it. Now well, I'm I right. It's 100%. Do I believe that he is? No. I think I would take Willie Jefferson before I would take Zach Caleros at this point. He's number two on this list. So, no, I still think I still think it's Mike Riley and and uh, Zach Calaris, right up there. Riley is number so five is, on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing it's James not a Wilder Jr. The end of the season. Is James Wilder Jr. <laughs> on that list? He was number four. Uh he has been running pretty hard. He has been. He's, he's top been very, five. Good, very good. And keeping his mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. He has been, yep. Yeah. And, the and top five is that. Shirt in. Yep. The top five are Zach Caleros, Willie Jefferson, Lucky Whitehead, James Wilder Jr., and Mike Riley. Michael Riley. Yep. Followed by Claire I don't disagree. Jordan. Jackson Jeffcoat, Kamar, Brian Burnham, Kenny Lawler. Why do they do a top nine and not a top ten? Because there's only nine teams in the league. Oh, so yeah, but uh, it's not for, because the Lions got three people on here. I know. I, I, I guess they're doing it the same. Okay. So if you've got three players on the top nine, isn't that kind of awesome? But then yep. so does so does Winnipeg. Yep. They got Lawler, Jefferson, and Caleros. Lawler's having a decent year. I don't know if I'm putting him in the MOP race. It's hard to put Kamar Jordan in there, too, don't you think? Why? Why? He's the leading receiver in the CFL. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. If you use that. Use that. I'm not arguing with that. I just... I have never seen an MLP award given to somebody whose team did not finish in the top one in the league or win a great cup. Right. Lamar yep, Jordan true. is in last place in the West. Right now I Remember when we said Mike Riley was the number one passer in the CFL? They missed the playoffs in Edmonton. He was the only, only real choice for MOP, and they gave it to Bo. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. There's not a hope in hell that Mitchell should have won that, and he did. Yeah. 
Oh. My so my uh, my uh, clock say 10 p.m. So we're gonna get cut off soon. Oh yeah, we're over now. Yeah. Good night.